Thank you for the blessed privilege of sharing God's Word with you today. When prompted by the Holy Spirit to minister to someone who is going through a trial, the worst thing we could do is nothing. When we are inspired to pray for, call, give a word of encouragement, or help someone, God's speaking to us. If we ignore His call, we will pay a price for it. As we are inspired and obediently respond to the Holy Spirit's prompting, we are blessed to be a blessing, and God will reward us in ways we can neither ask nor think. Have Bible, pen, and paper handy. The Supreme Court legalized same-sex marriage, which gives same-sex couples the fundamental right to marry on the same terms and conditions as heterosexual couples with all the accompanying rights and privileges. Yes, America is wicked. Evil can be seen in bathroom laws today that were recently passed allowing men or women to use the bathroom or dressing room of the opposite sex if they identify with that gender. Unrighteousness can be seen in California where people can now be sent to prison for using the wrong gender pronoun after the governor signed a bill that criminalizes people who refer to someone as he when they prefer to be referred to as she. America is wretched and wicked. Where are the voices of the prophets today? Where are the people that are standing and say, you need to repent. Wickedness is revealed in the recently passed barbaric abortion law in the state of New York called the Reproductive Health Act, which approved a strong new legal protection for abortion rights. This measure will make late term third trimester, including up to birth abortions legal at the discretion of a healthcare practitioner based on the viability of the fetus or if the woman's life or health is in danger. The law also removes protection for babies who survive the abortion procedure, meaning they could be left to die after birth, which is infanticide and murder, killing of babies. The new law codifies the fundamental right to abortion in the New York Constitution in case Roe versus Wade were to be overturned by the Supreme Court. According to the New York State Department of Health, 285,125 induced abortions occurred in the state of New York between 2012 and 2014. The average number of live births for the same three years, live births, I said, for the same three years was 237,499. Tragically, the number reflects the fact that there were more babies being killed in New York than being born. Nine of the states, including California, Washington, and Oregon, have also put protections for abortion rights in their state statutes to preserve legal access to states if Roe versus Wade is overturned. In addition, listen at this, people can show a great deal of care and compassion for a pregnant cow or other animals. 
but not show the same level of care and compassion for a human baby created in the image of God. A New Jersey state assemblyman has introduced a bill that would make it illegal to transport, sell, or slaughter a pregnant cow. The bill is called Brianna's Law, named after a cow that escaped from a transport truck which was on its way to a slaughterhouse. The cow later gave birth and both she and her calf are at an animal sanctuary in Sussex County. You mean you got a sanctuary for a cow and don't have sanctuary for a baby? Indeed, the wickedness in America today rivals that of Nineveh. I repeat again, the wickedness of America today rivals that of Nineveh. And Christians are still eating rice and gravy and pork chops. And we are unconcerned about what's going on in our society. You got evil to the left, evil to the right, evil to the front and evil to the back. We need some real Christians that will stand up and call sin, sin. I mean, when are you going to get sick of sin? I mean, when you get sick of sin, you'll start talking about what God is going to do if we don't repent instead of what the football players are going to do. We need a word from the Lord. We need more John the Baptist standing up tall and flat footed and say, repent. Black folk need to repent. White folk need to repent. Asians and Hispanics and all, uh, whatever you are. You don't know what, what you are. You need to repent. As a nation, we have experienced hurricanes. As a nation, we've experienced floods and fires. As a nation, we've experienced tornadoes and earthquakes in Alaska. Record-breaking, unprecedented cold in the winter and record-breaking heat in the summer. Not to mention the mass shootings in schools, the mass shooting in churches, the mass shooting in synagogues, the mass shooting in restaurants and businesses. My friends, perhaps these natural disasters and the increase of domestic terrorism that are coming upon America with such frequency are signs of God's impending judgment upon us. Like Nineveh, we need to repent and return to God. America has become the modern day Nineveh and is ripe for destruction by Almighty God unless we repent. We need some men, women, boys, and girls that will stand in the gap if you got to stand by yourself. You got to learn to say yes to Jesus and no to sin. And you don't do what everybody is, is doing because, listen, if they reject you, God is for you. And when God is for you, he's more than the whole world against you. Do I have a witness out there? Stand your ground. Hold your head up and don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have to fight for the sake of our children. We have to fight for the sake of our grandchildren. We have to fight for the sake of our great-grandchildren. And if we don't fight, what hope have they in the future? Look at verse 3. 
Jonah's rebellion. Verse 3 says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. He paid the fare and he went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. I got something I want to say about verse 3. My friend, it is a dangerous thing when you willfully defy God's instructions and rebel against God. Jonah's disobedience caused him to leave both his home and his country. He really thought he was getting away. He fled to Joppa. Listen, he he fled to Joppa on a ship to, to, to Tarshish which is modern day Spain. Verse 3a says, but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He arose and he fled. I wish we would flee from sin like he, like he fled from God. Verse 3 says, so he paid, underline that, so he paid the fat. Now underline that, I'm going somewhere with this, so he paid the fare. So Jonah took out his money and paid to sin against God. Now you know you're, you know you're a rascal. You know you're a renegade. I, 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 I'm not going to do it. I'm going to pay to get out of your way, God. Jonah was so bold in his rebellion until he paid to go in the opposite direction. In other words, he was attempting, you know, I said attempting to run away from the call of God upon his life. Now, you know, Jonah was a renegade prophet when he paid the fact to rebel against God to go to Tarshish. Little did Jonah know that he was not going to get his way because God saw to it that he was not going to Tarshish. Y'all hanging with me? Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way which seems right to a man. Tarshish seemed right to him. There is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. Jonah's rebellion caused him to lose precious time. Jonah's rebellion caused him to lose his money. And if it weren't for the grace of God, Jonah would have lost his life. When Donald Gray Bornhouse, that great preacher of God, preached on Jonah, he said, and I quote, it is always that way. When you run away from the Lord, you never get to where you're going. And you always pay your own fare. On the other hand, when you go the Lord's way, you always get where you're going. And God pays the fare. (laughs) I want to ask you today, who is paying your fare? (laughs) Is it you Oh, is it God? And you know you have favor with God. Uh, God began to open up doors and put you in places at low cost or either no expense. 
I, mean, I was uh, the other day, my wife and I, just last Sunday, no, Sunday before last, we were eating at this expensive restaurant, and I got ready to, to pay the bill. I know that was a pretty sizable bill. We ate good that Sunday. I'm hungry after church, y'all. I'm hungry because I haven't eaten since the day before. You know, I'm hungry, you know. And, and when I got ready to pay the bill, uh, the, 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 the waiter said, don't worry about it. Somebody's already taken care of it for you. I looked around, I just, you know, and then I said, well, let me get a tip. He said, no, you don't worry about that. The tip is paid too. I said, look at God's work. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's right. When you obey God, God pays your way. <laughs> this past year, this, I went to Lafayette, my wife and I, to do a pastors and wives conference over, way over on the other side of the world in Lafayette. I didn't have to pay for the plane trip all the way over there. I didn't have to pay for the food all the way over there. I didn't have to pay for the hotel all the way over there. I didn't have to pay comfort. All I had to do was be prepared to minister to pastors and wives over in that region of the world, preach, and then get my wife and my bags and come back home. God paved the way. And it was the same for the Republic of the Republic of Georgia, and it was the same for Russia. It was the same for the Ukraine. It was the same. Paying my way. When you walk with God, He opens doors for you. When you walk with God, you don't have to worry about nothing. You just trust God because you've seen Him work in obedience. But now, when you're in rebellion, when you're in rebellion against God, you're gonna pay this. And that. When you are in rebellion against God, you're going to pay child support. You're going to pay more attorney fees. Look at look at it. There's some other things you're going to pay too. That's right. Sometimes you pay with your life. Sometimes you pay with prison time. Your rebellion will, will cause you to be hemmed in by God. And you will pay far more than you would have had to pay if you had only trust and obey God. This is God. God will pay all the costs, or He'll pay. He'll keep it at low cost, bare minimum, and get you through. Get you through. I remember when I was going to Texas Southern. I was poor. I wasn't poor. I was poor. Had to catch two buses. So I had to walk all the way down to Jensen Drive, catch another bus with all my books in my hand, and, and catch another bus downtown, and then head to Texas Southern, and then back the same way, and all of that. But when I matriculated five years through that school, finishing with a master's degree, do you realize I only owed God, after five years of education, $500? I'm the oldest of six. I wanted to get a degree because I want degrees because I wanted to set an example for my brothers and sisters that was coming behind me. My parents could do a thing for me, but they could feed me. And sometimes they, they did a little this, a little that, but they couldn't do much because they had all these children. And you know what I did? I, I, I scrubbed steps. I, I worked at a grocery store. I worked in a periodical section of Texas Southern, helping people with their research and all these kind of things, work-study programs and two or three jobs. I did whatever I could. And at the end of the day, I didn't owe uh, the school. 
$50,000 in loans. I'll tell you something, parents, don't let these children break you. That's their education. Now, these parents, you ought to be saying amen. Oh, I like what he's saying. You know, God pays when you obey, but you you pay when you disobey. Then anytime, listen to this, anytime you disobey God, from that point on, you are going downward. Anytime you disobey God, from that point on, you're going what? Downward. Look at the text. The scripture says in verse 3b, he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. Verse 5c says, but Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship. Jonah 2.6a also says, I went down to the moorings of the mountains. I got a question and I'll be done for today. Why do God's people choose a downward path? Why do God's people choose a downward path? Why do they choose to go downward? Well, number one, they choose to go downward because there is a gradual spiritual decline in their being sensitive to the things of God. They're in a spiritual, a gradual spiritual decline in their being sensitive to the things of God. Jeremiah 6.10 is a wonderful passage. Jeremiah 6.10 says, to whom can I speak and give warning? Who will listen to me? Their ears are closed so they cannot hear. The word of the Lord is offensive to them. Now, you know you are separated from God when the word of the Lord is offensive to you. They find no pleasure in it. I don't want the word. The word don't make me happy. I I don't want to hear that. I don't want to fall under conviction. I find no pleasure in it. They lose sensitivity to spiritual things. Number two, Christians choose to go downward. Why? You are headed downward when there is an inability to hear wise, godly counsel from those who love you most. You are headed downward when there is an inability to hear wise, godly counsel from those who love you most. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I know that. You don't tell me. I know what I'm doing. I don't need your help. I don't need your advice. I'm not even asking for it. Number three, people go downward when there is an absence of humility in your life. You become prideful and sometimes you're not even conscious of your own pride. When there is an absence of humility in your life. You become prideful and sometimes you are not even conscious of it. Proverbs 29, 23 says a man's pride will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain honor. Number four, when you allow bitterness and unforgiveness to consume you, you're going down. Bitterness and unforgiveness. You are in your own self-made prison, holding on to stuff that folk have done to you, to your own demise, your own sickness, your own migraine headaches. You're in a hot mess because of your inability to forgive. 
Hebrews 12, 15 says, looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. Bitterness and unforgiveness will trouble you. And by this, many become defiled. Bitterness will defile you. It'll cause you to say things against people that you shouldn't say. Think things against people that you shouldn't think. It'll cause you to get even and hurt people. Do you not know hurt people will hurt people? And you'll hurt yourself because of an inability to let go and let God work like only he can do. Uh, And then number five, you're headed downward when you willfully harden your heart toward God and rebel against his instructions. You are headed downward when you willfully harden your heart toward God and rebel against his instructions. Uh, Isaiah chapter 30 verse 1 says, Ah, stubborn children, declares the Lord, who carry out a plan, but not mine. And a whole lot of church leadership are carrying out plans that are not of God. A whole lot of folk in ministry carry out plans without endorsements. Doing your own thing without uh, approval. Moving ahead of the pastor. Moving ahead of the leadership. Thinking you know what you're doing. Carrying out a plan but not mine. As I close Anyone who chooses to rebel against God is headed to a downward path toward devastation and destruction. I reiterate, anyone who chooses to rebel against God is headed to a downward path toward devastation and destruction. On the other hand, the Lord elevates those who obey and follow his instructions. Beloved, you get to choose in life which way you want to go. Do you want to go up or do you want to go down? Church, which path in life are you on? Is it the path of life and righteousness that leads to heaven? Or is it the path of wickedness, rebellion, and destruction which leads to hell? I submit to you today that it's your choice. And all God's children said, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the message on Jonah. Oh, God, there's so much in here that we can glean from and make the necessary spiritual adjustments so that you can elevate us in the kingdom, use us more, maximize yourself through us as we adjust our thinking and our way of living according to your word. Thank you for this message and thank you for the principles that you're teaching us from the book of Jonah. And may we learn some hard lessons from him so that we won't find our own selves in the belly of a great fish. Thank you now in Jesus name and all God's children said, Amen. which road are you on? Are you on a road that lead to righteousness, life? Blessings and heaven uh, on your own, are you on your on a road, a path that leads to destruction, devastation, ruins, rebellion, and hell?
There are only two roads in life. And all of you in here, including me, we're all on one of those roads. But the question is, which road are you on? A road that leads to heaven or a road or path that leads to hell? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, if you have not trusted Jesus Christ, if you don't believe on him, haven't believed on him, if you have not called on the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, we encourage you strongly to do so today. That's the greatest decision you can make in all of life. Your presence today is not an accident. Even if you're a visitor, God brought you here because God wanted you to hear this message to challenge your life, to make spiritual adjustments so that you can hear God and, and allow God to do a new thing with you. So it is so important that you get right with God because you don't know the day of your death, the time of your death. You don't know how you're going to die. You don't know when you're going to die. But one day, barring a rapture, we're all going to depart this life. And you either gonna you either saved or you lost. You either going to heaven, you're going to hell, or you're going to hell. If you die right now, where will you go? And if you're not sure, you say, But I'm saved and I just have I just don't have a church on, come get in a good Bible teaching church so that you can grow and be the man or woman of God that He's calling you to be. Come for the sake of your children, your grandchildren. You need to come because God has more for you. And he can't give you more through procrastination and rebellion. The day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. You come in the name of Jesus. Jesus, no excuse is good enough. Obedience is what blesses God and blesses your life. The greatest gift anyone could ever receive has already been given. Jesus paid the price in full. He loves us so much that he desires a personal relationship with all who surrender all to him. We have direct access to our Lord and Savior through the indwelling Holy Spirit. We owe him everything, yet the gift of salvation is free. Don't waste one more second. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.